This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. It is Thursday mailbag time. Thank you so much for sending your Twitter questions. Make sure you're following Bengals underscore stands at LNDS Patterson. We'll keep with that Super Bowl conversation. If, if the Cincinnati Bengals win... Does that put Joe Burrow at QB number one in the league? In the league? Yeah. Um, ugh, Bengals fans will hate me. I'm still going to go Mahomes. I he's hurt. Like th- I think that's the real thing here. It's like full strength, and I don't know if how much I care about QB wins head to head. Like four in a row is important, and I think it's worth noting. It's also worth noting that. Burrow will probably have no MVPs and Mahomes is about to have his second. And he did this all without Tyreek Hill in a year that I think a lot of people tried to write them off as like, well, I don't think they're going to finish first in their division. Not me. I was always in. Uh, You have Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. That offense was never going to be bad. I didn't know if it was going to be best in the league, but uh, I I thought it was going to be top five still. And I think they exceeded a lot of expectations. If Burrow can put up some of the volume over the course of a season that Mahomes can do and win an MVP, just one, I think really I'll, I'll enter, I'll not entertain the conversation. I think it's worth having the conversation because to me, I think Joe Burrow is quarterback too. I do too. Yeah. Um, I just don't think he has the valleys of a Josh Allen and I'm not going to rank quarterbacks after that. (laughs) It's Mahomes one Burrow two. And uh, man, I just realized I went back on Twitter. I always say I'm not ranking my quarterbacks, but I guess I just gave you the top two and you could probably figure out the third, but um, we're stopping there. Uh, Yeah. To me, I I think the quality of work that Patrick Mahomes has put in year in year out and volume and over the course of a season and doing it without his best weapon in a season, like this is basically Jamar Chase leaves, and you still put up 5,000 yards in an MVP season. I think that's really impressive. Okay, I'm going to make this really quick because I want to get to more questions, but just to kind of bounce off what you said, I agree. I think Joe Burrow is number two, even if he wins a Super Bowl. But look, this is a great conversation to have. If it's Patrick Mahomes. The Super Bowl is also a great comment. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. You just brought up a good point. Yeah, Burrow still hasn't won the the Super Bowl either. So if he wins both games. Yeah, if he wins both games, obviously that conversation is going to happen from February until kickoff in September. And look, if Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes are getting compared to each other, I'm totally game for that. That means my quarterback is doing the right thing. But I do want to add, and this is in, this is not going to be a popular opinion with you. I know you mentioned Tyreek Hill is not on the team. He is talented, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Don't forget, Patrick Mahomes has a pretty solid offensive line. He has a Hall of Fame tight end. 
Yeah. He's those playmakers out there. And a lot of guys who have stepped up this season who I, you know, you hear about even in the run game and some other receivers. So I'm not going to downplay who he has as talented people when it comes to all pros, when it comes to pro bowls. And when it comes to the season, Patrick Mahomes is having. So I got to give, you know, the roster some credit too, even though he is Patrick Mahomes and he's a really good quarterback. There's no Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. Hey, let's just talk about how good these quarterbacks are and they're going to face each other. Um, but I agree. I think Joe Burrow is, is number two, even if he does win the Super Bowl, which isn't a bad yeah. place to be. You know that conversation is happening if they win, if he wins the Super Bowl, though, because we had to talk about Matt Stafford, two, two-time Pro Bowler. Does he make the Hall of Fame because of his Super Bowl win? And it was like, probably not. that wasn't the popular opinion right after the Super Bowl it was like yeah duh he won a Super Bowl guys it's like yeah no I I, and look that's a that I feel like the Patrick versus Joe is a is a fun conversation which again we both feel the way we do I think it's Patrick and Joe no matter what for now for now look things could change um in the the next couple years Patrick did get his Super Bowl before the Joe Burrow time uh we'll go to Alex which team do you think would match up better in the Super Bowl for the Cincinnati Bengals if they beat the Kansas City Chiefs? It goes against my pick, but I think I'd rather play the 49ers. Yep. I think they have a worse offensive line, even though Trent Williams would go against Trey Hendrickson the entire time. That kind of sucks that the Bengals don't move Trey. (laughs) Just move him over McGlinchey, please. (laughs) But I I just think they match up better. Um, And they both have monster defensive lines. I don't think that is one is better than the other, really. Like you have a Nick Bosa for the 49ers. The Eagles have more high-end quality. Like they don't have that dude, but they've got Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and Hassan Reddick. So they've got like four dudes. They're just not that dude. Fred Warner, I think you can get around linebackers like that if you're the Bengals personally, but we'll see. Um, they, they, they're both really good. I don't think either one is a team that I'd want the Bengals to play. Um, no. But that's the Super Bowl. The again? Yeah, that's the Super Bowl, though. You know, you're going to play them. I just think what it really comes down to is I think the Bengals' defense can match the 49ers' offense. They do a really good job stopping the run when they need to. And if you force Brock Purdy into drop-back passing game, a lot of third and longs, I would give that advantage to the Bengals, but you got to get them into that. It's going to be a good-on-good matchup there. Um, Eagles also have a great run game, but they use their quarterback a lot in the run game, and I think that's something that Cincinnati would have to watch for because they haven't been the best at They keep giving up like one explosive, not to Josh Allen, but I remember Taysom Hill had an explosive. Mar Jackson had an explosive. Tyler Huntley had an explosive, all from quarterback run game stuff. So that's what I would be worried about is a little bit of quarterback run game from the Eagles. Um, and uh, the defense is about the same to me. Although actually the Eagles have better corners too. Like I, I'm not super worried about the wide receivers getting shut down, but slowed down. Yeah, I think the Eagles could theoretically do that. I agree. If the Bengals win, I think it's a 49ers for two reasons. Lou versus Brock. Um, I yep. love everything about it. I trust everything about it um, in a Super Bowl. And it's just the perfect, it's the perfect ending. I mean, you see these guys for the third time in a Super Bowl and Joe Burrow's able to pull that Lombardi home and beat the team that this team had trouble with in the 80s. Uh, a lot of us obviously don't remember. I don't know anything about that Super Bowl. But yeah, Apologies uh, to anybody over 50 if that's a Bengals fan, if the Bengals lose a third Super Bowl to the 49ers. I feel like that would just, I don't know what I would do. I would be like... I don't know. Taking down 49ers flags up in my neighborhood. We are not going to think about that right now. We are only focusing on champ, even though we were we were just talking about the Super Bowl picks. Um, but I agree. I think that's a better matchup. I don't want to lose to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Um, UK Cincinnati fan says if Patrick Mahomes isn't back to full mobility, how does this oh, okay. defense really contain him? 
Oh, okay. Well, I think the thing is, if he doesn't have the full mobility like he didn't have in that Jaguars game, you don't really need to worry that much about containing him. Like, that's the fun part. You normally have to worry so much about keeping the cage around and keep him, you know, a box around the quarterback, taking away the rushing lanes. With If he can't run, you don't have to worry about that as much. You still have to be a little bit disciplined because he still moves in the pocket. It's not orthodox, but he still does it to avoid rush. He did a good job of that in the Jaguars game, I think. But you can let you could let Trey Hendrickson go a little wild, you know, like, Hey, try to win inside, try to, you know, you could run around the outside. Normally he tries to run through the tackle one because he's a maniac, but two, because it helps contain the quarterback. If you're driving the tackle back into him, when you're going inside, outside the quarterback can sometimes get away from that. If they're mobile, um, if Pat is not mo- no mobile, then your pass rush plan may not be send a bunch of pass rushers. It may be, don't worry as much about keeping your lanes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're going to go back to the offensive line. Patty says, Jackson Carmen or an 80% Jonah, if he can go, what gives the Bengals the better upside against a rusher of the quality of Frank Clark? Can they max Polson contain Chris Jones? Basically, how worried should I be about the offensive line against Kansas City? We brought it up. I would go 80% Jonah, um, personally. I just think you you play your guys. And maybe you have a little short leash. Maybe you're saying, like, if he doesn't look 80%, because I think 80% of Jonah would be fine in this game. Um, but if he doesn't look 80%, if he goes out there and he looks like 60%, he's losing a couple reps, like maybe you go, like, hey, John, get, get over. This isn't about you. This is about, I'm not sure your, your leg is going to give us, it's kind of holding us back. Let's put Carmen out there and get you ready for the Super Bowl type thing. I know you have to get guys, it, because that would be an upgrade. Like 60% Jonah, if Carmen does what he does, did last week, then Carmen's an upgrade. 80%, I don't know. Um, but yeah, and um, as for Sharping and Volson containing Jones, I thought Volson did a good job in the week 13 match against Jones of executing the game plan. They're going to they're gonna have a game plan for Jones because Jones is the only really, really good pass rusher they have. It's not a Von Miller plus Aaron Donald situation. So I think you slide to Jones basically every single time, have a plan for him. I'll probably get more into that in the preview, but uh, I, I always like their playing against Chris Jones. I don't think he should take over the game, but sometimes he is that type of like an Aaron Donald where you could have a game plan and he still beats it. Like you're sliding to him every rep. Every time you're in pass protection, you're sliding to him and you're trapping him. You're doing all this other stuff and he just beats it. Like he just, you know, the slide works if your guard can get full in front face to face with the, uh, defensive tackle or if he can get to the outside of defensive tackle and force him and funnel him to the center to help but I saw Chris Jones split those double teams before and I've seen him get outside those double teams before so it is not impossible for Jones to beat those one of the things that I've noticed on social media when it comes to this offensive line talk, the Jonah versus Jackson Carmen, a lot of people are like, well, put Jackson Carmen out there. And then if he starts to struggle, put Jonah out there. And I think that really throws a game plan for your offensive line when you're going to roll with the guys who you feel confident on on game day. You're not going to be like, well, we'll give him some time. And then if he looks like he's struggling, we'll switch it out and put Jonah out there. If Jonah can go. I actually think the opposite, too. Like it, it, you to really? me, it, Yeah, I think Jonah go. And then if he actually looks – 
like the injuries holding him back more than you think than pull him. I, I don't think you put Carmen in there and pull him if he looks bad because if Carmen looks bad and you pull him, then Jonah goes out there and he still looks injured. You're kind of like, Carmen, you want to go back out there after we restore your confidence? <laughs> so you say put Jonah out there and then if, if Jonah go. see, I was flip flopping it where say Jonah was seventy to eighty percent and Jonah didn't start and they put. Yeah, Jackson I think that's what the fans have been saying yeah. too, like what yeah. they would do. But I just think that that would be that's that's a that's a tough that's a tough pull to be like. You really okay. want whoever to go out there to just start the whole game? Yeah, I, I think that would be very questionable. I still think we watched it all season long when it comes to injuries and how the staff treats them. If Jonah doesn't, I mean, if you're looking at the seventy to eighty percent, maybe yeah, he goes. But even if it's right around there, they might just hold out and be like, "Look, Jackson, here you go, here you go. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be different than the snow in Buffalo." Uh, we'll go to Botch. He says, "Sands, where has T been?" <laughs> Trying to pass interference. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like they face some, some tough secondaries, defenses in general. Like they're they're the Ravens and the Bills both have good pass defenses, and really the Bengals didn't need to throw the ball much in that second half. So I think he has underwhelmed a little bit. I also think he's been fine. Like if you watch him, I don't think he's looked bad. And he had the pass interference last week that he was able to draw, get like a fifty yard gain out of. And uh, maybe less than that, maybe 30, I don't remember. And then also he had the um, two weeks ago against the Ravens, not the wild card round, I guess three weeks ago. I don't know. Uh, not the wild card round, but the last week of the season, he had a walk-in, not a walk-in. He had a wide open in the end zone, 20 yards of separation touchdown and Burrow missed him. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking, we're not having this conversation. If those things hit, I think there's always some luck involved with these type of things. And T didn't come down with the 50, 50 balls in the wild card round. I think that also, is in people's mind like he should have but the one marcus peters hit him in the face as he was trying to catch it and the other he just didn't catch it was a really those back shoulders to me are like 80 20 but he did that was a 20 it, it wasn't an interception or anything he just didn't come down with it so yeah i think you could be a little bit upset about the uh production but i also think he's looked fine like i don't think this is something you really need to be worried about I think this is going to be a T Higgins game. If you go back and look, obviously the game plan is going to change. I'm not getting into my prediction, but just to kind of base it off of what question we were just asked about T Higgins is you go and watch that final drive pretty much in the second half of the game, what T Higgins was able to do. And he kind of felt like their, their main weapon. Um, obviously Jamar Chase, they know what happened in round one last year in that matchup, but I just feel like it's going to be T Higgins. Um, I feel like we will, he will, he will get in the end zone and this will be kind of a, a Higgins game because of all the concentration on Jamar Chase, because they don't want to learn the hard way. Uh, Bengals bubs and, and defending uh, T Higgins probably be smart too, if I was Kansas city, but Hey, I don't mind. Leave, leave them, leave them wide open. Bengals Bub says, since the Bengals do control Mother Nature after last week, should we dial up snow again or maybe rain for this weekend's game? Snow, not rain. If you're going to dial up one, I would dial up the snow. 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mess the footing up a little bit. That's. I think it helped last week. Uh, they obviously don't control the weather. They're going to be in white again. I love it. I love everything <laughs> so, about going white again. They're, they're good in white. They are good. If, if you're doing something, if you're going to call upon one of the gods, it's the snow god, not the rain god. Make sure you get your dance right. No, I, I love everything about going wide in this game. They did it last year for the AFC championship. They play well in white. And the thing about uh, the conditions they're playing in, Joe Burrow told the team today, hey, 
we're practicing out in the elements. We're not going to go to our little bubble because right now you're in week 21. You're just trying to, you know, keep bodies right. You have a big game. You're not going to go full go of practice. But he said, nope, we're going outside. We're practicing. It's been cold in Cincinnati. It's going to be in the 20s, maybe high 20s, low 20s for the game in Kansas City. And uh, Kansas City, they've been practicing in their uh, practice facility. They've been indoors. Cincinnati said no way. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's something to keep an eye on when it comes to the what no joe burrow is good when it's 35 degrees or below so just he grew up in it yeah i mean he's from ohio there i was listening to something today and they go well he did play at lsu and it gets really hot out there and they're like do you know he's from ohio like this is what are you talking about Durante looked fine in the cold too so. He did. And that made me so happy. If you see, um, if you go to their social media, it's actually T Higgins, Jamar Chase talking about the cold and T's like, you know, snow is for every, um, it is, isn't for everybody. And I'm one of those everybody's. Uh, he's like, I don't want to do snow angels. I'm not getting on the ground. This is my first snow game. And Jamar Chase looked at him because this is my first snow game too. Um, and I thought the receivers, uh, they did pretty well in, in, in the snow game. So that's something to watch out for. I don't think it, they're calling for snow uh, for this game and they won't have it if they make it to Phoenix because it's indoors. Uh, so just one more, one more cold game for them. But uh, thank you as always, everybody who sent plenty of questions this week and we appreciate it. Hopefully we are talking Super Bowl next week, pregame, postgame, all that fun stuff. But we have one more segment next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. You'll hear our predictions for the AFC Championship week and what is going to happen in the NFC game next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.